Hello and welcome to Talking About Trek. You are here with uh, Samuel. Say hi, Samuel. Hello. Hello, everyone. And Pete. I actually remembered to introduce myself this week, uh, which is which is better than last week. Um, we're here, uh, just two Star Trek friends who like talking about Star Trek. And Star Trek Picard has come out. Last week, we reviewed the first episode. We had hopes and dreams. We went through what was good, what was bad about it. Um, and this week, we're back for episode two. Um, one thing I'd just want to know very quickly, Sam, from you is just a little, just to, to loosen you up a little bit, just to get you in the, get you in the Star Trek head of, head of mind, head of mind. Um, what is your, who is your favorite Star Trek villain? It's a very good question. I think I enjoyed, oh, well, hang on a minute. Of course, uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh. Um, uh, what the 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 why well, I can't remember the Cardassian's name. Goldacat. Goldacat. Come on, <laughs> there's 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 no there's no question. Goldacat is clearly the best villain. Um, he was the most layered, the most nuanced uh, individual. There are times where you sort of under. I think to be honest, now I think about it, Star Trek doesn't really do villains that well. No, um, no, it doesn't. And which is actually something the... that's actually relevant to be fair. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <that later. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and and I think um, I think that, well I, I guess more broadly I mean Deep Space Nine was probably the only in my opinion the only series of Star Trek that had writing that had well that had very well fleshed out characters and yeah. therefore well do you know what Golda Cat was a good villain but um, Kai actually Kai Win I want to change my answer Kai Win answer. was 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 a villain that I just hated so much. Yeah, and therefore probably was a better villain than Golda Cat because Golda Cat occasionally did things that you were like, maybe it's not such such a villain, um, yep. and more being manipulated. Um, whereas Kai Win was <laughs> for for the whole thing, right? Um, yeah, I think like you? I think like uh, yeah, I think Kai Win is a great answer because the subtlety of Kai Win was just Star Trek, wasn't it? Just just really subtle, um, but really like insidious. And those and those two characters came together in season seven. Remember when uh, when Golda <laughs> Cup became a became a Bajoran, Angelo Tanan. I actually remember the name. And, um, and they had an affair, right? They, and they had they an affair. Were, uh, they they were they were sexually involved. And uh, it was for a it while. was all it was all because Golda Cup wanted to look into the book that uh, Kai Win had. Yes. Um, I my answer was also going to be the cut, but I will change it to the Borg, uh, just because I don't think there's really a, a villain like it in. And, and other major sci-fi it's quite unique um and just played off a lot of the main characters very well the super card but yeah i think it's yeah. probably the Borg. i but think yeah. they made the Borg less scary i they think did. they've made the Borg less scary now Voyager. like i remember when i when you know when we originally when i was originally watching tng the Borg, and and first contact as well or maybe maybe I've just become desensitized to stuff <laughs> but i remember in first contact being legitimately scared of the Borg and of the notion, you know, I think there's a scene where they sort of show cutting off hands and putting on like bionic stuff. Maybe I was just, uh, 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 maybe I'm just desensitized to things. And, you know, in the I, modern age, it's just now the Borg is less terrifying than, than they than they were. But I was terrified in first contact. Uh, yeah, I, I remember this. I remember the moment when Picard, um, he finds the crewmate in the holodeck in the when he's in like the you know his his, his um what's his what's his uh what's his detective guy's name 
Oh, uh, Nikki, Nikki, no, he's looking for Nikki the nose. He's looking for Nikki the nose. <laughs> uh, Dick, it's like Dick something, isn't it? Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, he he sees an assimilated crew member, and he has to reach into his guts and like pull out something or something like that. And yeah. that was that. I just remember that really scaring me. Being the Borger fucked, <laughs> Borger fucked up, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think like um, villains obviously come into this episode, but I think. You know, going on to the episode because uh, there's a lot to there's a lot to discuss. I think the main thing we want to kind of start with is we had a hope and concern from last week, and I just want to just want you to recap what your, what your hope and concern was, well, and if it, if it came to fruition. Well, my my hope uh, was that there would be more Captain Shaw, which we got, and my yeah. concern was that the whole thing was going to degenerate into some sort of caper, um, <laughs> which which it did not yet. It did not yet. I think I think my my hope of more Captain Shaw was was good, and you know what I I was I think I also remember being concerned that they would put Captain Shaw in the role of just being essentially a foil uh, for Picard, just to to sort of be the regulations of Star Starfleet, but not an otherwise being any other character. Again, I think going back to what what we sort of said last episode. I very much like Captain Shaw. He yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. You know, the 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 whole idea, and we'll kind of come on to this, but the, the fact that he, you know, he was kind of like, I think we probably should give up Jack Crusher. Yeah. Uh, you know, to save the lives of everyone on this ship. Yeah. Very reasonable. Very behind this guy. Yeah. I like him as a captain. I think I'd want to be on that ship more than I would want to be <laughs> uh, necessarily serving for Riker and whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I, I like yeah. that, and 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 the 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 sort of episode hasn't hasn't descended into um, any kind of caper, and and I think maybe to your kind of concern, it hasn't made everything in episode one sort of irrelevant in some way by them traveling back in time or or having yeah. to go off and do some other thing, and therefore all of the setup didn't matter. That hasn't happened yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. I think my concern hasn't happened. It's definitely just carried on the story and also kept the same threads of characters together for now. They haven't splurged all the new characters at once. And my hope was that they would land, stick the landing for new characters. It's only Worf so far. And in my mind, I thought that it was five seconds, but it was a good five seconds. We'll come on to that. But like, I think so far my hope has been fulfilled. I'm okay with what's happening currently. So um, do you think, do you think we're going to complain less about Trek in this one? Because last <laughs> last time, really, what we did was just complain yeah. about. Well, weirdly, we sort of complained about Trek and then actually gave it a reasonably good review. But yeah. I spent most of the time complaining. Maybe, maybe it was just me uh, but, ranting about various aspects of it and then was like, but yeah, it's quite good. Do you think this time we're not going to rant about it? Or do you think we'll think, agree or, on, the, on the ranting points as well? I think this this time... Um, we don't have two seasons to trash on from previous times. That was, the, I think, that was a big ranting of last time. But also, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm definitely okay. So I watched episode twice, and um, the first time I watched it, I was like elated. I was like, that was amazing. And the second time I watched it, I found, I found problems. <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> I found some problems with the episode, but it wasn't, it wasn't as major. It wasn't as bad as as previous stuff. Um, but uh, let's get into it. And and so as we go through. Uh, if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, you can only be a second-time listener. But if you're a first-time listener, <laughs> if you didn't catch us last week, uh, we do a highlight, a low light, a conspiracy theory, and a nostalgia moment that we will uh, say as we go through the episode. We're going to go through scene by scene, just talk about what happened, stuff we noticed, stuff we thought was cool, stuff we thought was not cool. And then at the end, we will give the episode uh, a score out of five, gar five bars of Gold Press Latinum. So... 
we open on uh sorry sam you're gonna go no 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 go go i'm i'm excited okay cool uh, we we're gonna start with opening on uh well what we open on is jack crusher two weeks earlier but what we really open on with is a 70s rock song which I'm gonna not gonna lie. The first second this happened made me so nervous because whenever they try and make Star Trek like cool like this, it really gets to me. Um, but they open with the rock music playing, and we come into Jack uh, Jack Crusher. He he announces his name as Jack Crusher. He's being stopped by the Fenris Ranger Police, which is um, the the people that Seven of the Nine like ran away to where she was before was the Fenris Rangers. Oh, good. Um, that's, yeah, that's, those that's are the. Sweet. Some good knowledge there. Like, to be honest, I wanted to jump in because no, go for it, go for Jack, it, yeah. Jack Crusher in general is my low light so far <laughs> of the season. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and I guess we'll kind of get more into this as we kind of go through it. But this whole introduction and the way he is subsequently in the episode, it's he, he is as a character, he is a little bit archetype. Well, very, very much just an archetype. He's basically hand solo. Yeah. Like they were like, it would be great if we had a smuggler that was like kind of cocky, you know, sort of rugged, good looking guy that, that we can just say is sort of, you know, make him likable. And yep. and and that's really not, you know, I, I'm getting a little bit annoyed with it. it. He's just such a generic character. I don't really believe he would respond in the way he does respond when we kind no. of get more into the episode. So I'm with you. That opening was all very much not inspiring uh, for the rest yep. of the episode. So th- straight away, that was my low light. Uh, <laughs> straight, like... <laughs> straight into the low light. I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, um, there's, there's a point where, so I actually saw an article this week saying Star Trek finally has its hand solo. And I was like, no one's been waiting. No one wants that. That's not what anyone's been asking for. Um, my other thought was it was just Guardians of the Galaxy. It was a guy on a ship who's a smuggler, who's a, who's a cocky, intelligent uh, con man. It was just, and it's 70s rock music. It was literally Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they did that. <laughs> um, and, you know, again, we're not really looking for that. And I agree. I think he trying to insert this, it's like kind of when I inserted Wesley Crusher, it was to like get the younger audience in. It almost feels like they're doing that again with Beverly's son, but this time it's like a badass Wesley Crusher. Do you think... Way. Do you think that um, this is not? Do you think this is us being too Star Trek about this? Do you think we're like Star Trek is? I think that's inevitable. Like it's we're, we're being you know. Do you think we're being too harsh on the writing on the writing of this show, which is not just I assume meant to be. Oh, I suppose they're hoping that they will have broader appeal than just you know people that have watched all Star Trek ever and are very particular about the characters. Do you think yeah. that they're trying to broaden the appeal and have someone a bit more roguish to make it a bit more accessible? I think they're definitely doing that. They've been, they've, I think they've been trying to do that since Discovery. I think they, and actually no, since 2009. Since, I mean, if you think about the, that film, that film started with the Beastie Boys, like, you know, that, that kind of track. So I think, and these kind of characters were kind of where, where the franchise, where JJ Abrams and that lot thought it needed to go. I think, yeah, maybe we are being a bit particular, but at the same time, you're right. It is just, if this was any show, it is just such a trope. It's such a um, an obvious, this is the cool guy. And yeah, so that's that's definitely an issue, I think. And I yeah, understand why, yeah. that's your, why that's your low light. And considering how prominently he features in the episode, <laughs> I can understand why you might not be too happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. in it a lot. But anyway, uh, he... We do we do see that whole thing, and what 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 happens at the end? He's so, sort of he is smuggling he's smuggling medicine, he's, but he's, he's smuggling, also smuggling weapons. He's smuggling as well. weapons. He bribes the Fenris Rangers, or he thinks he does. He also has Romulan ale, which he says is for sterilization, which is quite funny. 
Um, good to see Romulan Nalen there as well, you know, a little throwback. Uh, but yeah, he, he thinks he bribes them, but he doesn't. They actually go away and they call um, the marked woman, which I think turns out to be Vadik, which is the person that we see later. But again, the writer's absolutely loving a code word. The marked woman, we, just, what, we don't just say her or just say, call him in. We don't need, don't need a, a weird name. Um, and also at one point, Jack Crusher, and this is kind of overwriting this, this stereotype, says Monami. And I think that was like a little like, oh, maybe he has some uh, some French heritage. Maybe he's Picard's son. I don't know. That was that no. Was I remember strange. it sounded stupid, and it was a <laughs> little bit. It wasn't. It wasn't a good. It, it it just didn't sound quite right in the in in the conversation. It should have just been a pl- throwaway. But somehow I noticed that, and clearly you noticed that as well. Yeah, which suggests it it didn't quite work. Because, and also, like Picard never says that. That's a that's a cue line. But anyway, that is just a weird thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he ends in trouble. The second, and then we come back to to present day, which is where we picked up at the end of the first episode, and uh, we are back with JL and with Riker and with Jack Crusher on the ship. Uh, this this huge claw ship is attacking them. It's far too powerful. They have this little Elio ship can do nothing about it. They yes. need to ask for Titan for help, essentially. Um, and so they they put a distress call out to the Titan for help. Uh, one little note from this scene from me is that the music is clearly inspired by Balance of Terror, which is the original series episode where Kirk and the Romulans, they see the Romulans for the first time when they have a face-off. But the, there was a very specific score for that episode, and they're definitely riffing it in this uh, in this episode. So yeah, just some, knowledge. Some, niche, some, niche, some niche knowledge from me. That is, that is niche. That <laughs> is me niche. pulling out the original series music from specific episodes <laughs> where they've you know remixed it slightly. That's that's niche Star Trek Star Trek knowledge. There. Yeah. Also, um, if I'm wrong, it just makes me sound like I'm a crazy person. But if it is right, then I sound <laughs> great. So. Um, but yeah, so that I mean that was quite a quick scene. We then go, we then flash back to the Titan, and Shaw is back. Sam Shaw is Shaw is definitely yeah. back. And that's that was great. You know, he was he was pissed off. Like I think uh, he should. He had every right to be very very annoyed about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I also actually quite I appreciated this because I was like, well, yeah, I suppose Seven of Nine kind of did put him in a bit of an impossible position here, which was, mm. you know, let them die and then and then you'll be that guy, even if you were following regulations. So I appreciated that. I kind of thought, yeah, that's that sort of makes sense that he would then be persuaded that he would need to go and help. Um, well, that, from, the, from that the, the, so Shaw being persuaded, you you like that Shaw was persuaded. Well, I like Shaw was persuaded, but I also appreciate the fact that it didn't break his. He wasn't just like, oh, all right, I'll go. He was put in a position which was sort of impossible. Either he lets these people die, which was sort of Seven of Nine's argument. You know, either you can go, either you, either you go and save these people that have just put out a distress call. Um, and then you can be the person to save them or yeah. you don't save them, but they put out a distress call and everyone will think you're an absolute arsehole forever. They presumably Picard and Riker have a reasonable amount of friends within yeah. high places in Starfleet. They're those guys from the TV show, you know? Exactly. It's probably not going to do a lot for, uh, for his credibility. So I think I quite like that. It put him in an pos- impossible position. Um, so he was like, all right, uh, I better... Um, I, I will I, we, we, I will jump ahead to we, with that that's a bit further further along but I will jump ahead to it because I just although I think it was good that he did go help the line the line that Seven said to convince him is probably my, my hmm, is it my low light it's down there the light she says 
You could be the hero who you could be the hero who saved heroes or the captain who let two legends die. It was so <laughs> like out of place and just it just really annoyed to be honest that actually I might disagree with you a bit here that actually really annoyed me that that was the thing that made him think oh you know you're right I sh- they are oh, amazing do we disagree everyone on knows this? them yeah maybe I this think is, like this is good this is good this is good this, this is, is, good this is podcast gold uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think like I think the so the thing about that for me is that later on Shaw is making the decision I'm not going to put lives of my crew at risk for these two people right or for Jack Crusher or for anyone else but he's already done that he already does this does that earlier in the episode when he decides to go and help in the first place um I just don't think that after all of his like kind of um diminishing of Picard and Riker in episode one that he then like kind of turned around because oh well you know my reputation might be damaged if I don't go and save them in his head and he's he's all about protocol he's all about procedure which is what we said in the first episode everything is like is very like, tightly run and he, he follows protocols of the letter and the protocol would be i'm going to put my crewmates in danger uh for this thing so i i think that just the fact that seven kind of came in and said that very cheesy line and he changed his mind that did irk me a little bit that and that, that was what i think there's a few moments in this episode where i love Shaw, but like some of the decisions that he makes or the positions that he's put in the way he reacts aren't necessarily the best or uh, he's kind of they try and soften him a little bit so that it basically he can kind of fit into the narrative and I almost kind of want him to rebel a bit more against everything that's happening and that that's I one think, of those moments I mean I, I sort of see that but I guess I'm sort of like well I'm assuming he didn't know when when Seven's like oh you know you should he's a put out chess call I'm assuming he didn't I mean the Titaner is a pretty powerful ship right yeah. so I'm assuming he's he's thinking whatever I get out of there I'm gonna I, I'll be able to handle it I assume with with my Top of the top of the range, uh, you know, vessel. Oh, but they they do scan. They do scan the uh, the the enemy ship, and he says it's. But packing. only bef- only after, right? I only th- after they get there. I, I think, think they get there. Before. I can't remember actually, to be honest. Oh well. Anyway, imagine I don't know. Imagine Pete. Pete, you're in you're in command of a you're in command of a ship, right? I need to and imagine you find that. I'm out. Host this podcast. You're the host of this podcast. You find <laughs> out, right? That these people are in danger. These fucking idiots who like stole your ship they've now gone and got themselves in trouble but you know that it could probably impact your career if you don't go after them and hopefully they're not in anything really really bad maybe they've just like something's happened to them and you can use your ship in that case i'd be like i think you'd go pete i think you'd i think you'd i think you'd go (laughs) yeah i think even i think captain white would would head out there and you'd You'd be annoyed about what you find, but you'd go out there first. Um, now, I guess that probably hinges on did did they know already? I I I I think they didn't, but but yeah. okay. Well, I say what. Well, here's a way of thinking about it. Then maybe that maybe that kind of allays it a bit. If this wasn't Picard and Riker, and they got a distress distress call, they would have to go and help. So, I guess the fact that they have a little bit of context. It's these two people that have saved his ship, that have taken his ship taken his uh, shuttlecraft maybe that isn't enough to stop him going so maybe he does make the right decision there um you also also you think about the fact that he says we're an exploration ship we don't do this it's like we watched m- decades of seasons of star trek episodes with exploration ships who go and help people so right it also yeah. also is it an exploration ship i that's what I he says of, he says it's an exploration. i sort of thought yeah i know i mean i know they are all sort of primarily exploration ships but I sort of thought they'd taken on, you know, within Starfleet, the sort of uh, canon was that they had, after they met the Borg, 
all the ships and were sort of post much war more, as well. Yeah, were were much more prepared for for sort of war and didn't have huge amounts of families and things on living living on them anymore <laughs> uh, because that obviously doesn't make a lot of sense when you know people's lives are threatened every week anyway. Um, yeah. So I I sort of understood maybe they were more military at this point, but maybe I'm. Maybe yeah, I mean, I guess like, I mean, think about think about how much they're saving on lighting by being more military. <laughs> think it's about, so much dark, so much yeah. darker on these ships. Think now. about the Enterprise D, that 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 hotel ship that was that you could, it was so well lit, and now they don't so have the kids well anymore. They can just make it like a submarine and make it all all dark. Well, it's all dark, and they've got a lot of red, but they've got a lot of red lighting around. So they, they probably do. they probably invest a lot into red lighting. Yeah, um, there's a lot days. of like they've got one of those bulbs that like does the multi multi colors, and you can like Bluetooth it and it changes. Like, Sorry, yeah. I, I got I got excited and uh, yep. and jumped forward to when they went. Uh, no, 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 that's that's all right. I mean, yeah, go back. They yeah. they had it. Well, they had an argument first, right? And they don't immediately go. I think there's some some scene switching around before before we get to the point where yeah yeah so um well i mean we kind of covered it that that uh obviously he dismisses seven right so you know she's trying to get him to go and he dismisses her uh, he's before he decides so you know seven is kind of in the bad books but he will eventually go but we haven't got there just yet um we have a before that we have a couple of little scenes we have a little bit back on the on the Elios with picard Riker, and crusher um Riker gives us the first hint that okay they are going the picard route when he says there's something familiar about jack and it's like okay for that moment you all know what's going to happen and then we kind of dance around it for the rest of the episode deep but, sigh yeah. deep deep sigh when yeah. when 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 it was sort of hinting like that and yeah. uh and to be honest again, again i don't know whether i'm jumping forward and destroying the structure of this podcast but <laughs> <laughs> like throughout the structural integrity of this podcast is you know uh, our shields, are, our shields is, are at 50 percent right now it is it is like but but it was it was sort of annoying to see them dance around it for the yes. whole episode. No, I agree right? completely. And I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry, but if if I found out, it was it was a, sort of a revelation, which was an unrevelation. And yep. because because they just danced around it the whole episode. By the time it, you know, uh, you know, by the time it sort of gets to the point where we're like, oh yeah, okay, it definitely is his kid. It, it sort of doesn't have any force anymore. And yep. I don't know, it was weird. Like no one really reacted to it. And if someone told me I had a kid that I didn't know about it, I think I'd be a lot more. Like I think I, I think I would be a lot more reactive to that. Well, you know? I think the what's what's funny about how he chose to do it is that Riker's whole thing this episode is just trying to get Picard to see see the truth, and he does it in really <laughs> weird ways. He doesn't in no force. He just suggests it twice, and he goes off to get Beverly at the end. Like that's all that's all he's doing this episode. I think Jonathan Frakes may have directed this episode, and that's why he's having less of a role. But it's just it, I just find it funny. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Honestly, honestly. Pete, if, if if I'm ever in a position where my child is in danger and you suspect that, you know, and I don't know that it's my child. I'm going to tell you immediately. Child, you can just yeah. tell me. Like, don't, say... don't, you don't need to hint at it. Like, particularly <laughs> if it's in a crisis say, situation. Sam, Sam, there's, someone, there's something really familiar about that kid. I don't know. Yeah, I don't you know. don't need to do that. You can just be like, oh, I think that's your kid, by the way. <laughs> like, and, and that would be fine. I'm fine. Do with the math, John Luke. Yeah, 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 you know, you don't, you don't need to dance around it anyway. No, yeah, um, completely. Um, but you know, so we that is the first of the hints. Another little tidbit for me as well. Um, they destroyed the the shuttlecraft that they came on. That shuttlecraft. There's some. I, I had to go back and freeze it. Uh, there is some graffiti on the shuttlecraft. It's actually just the name of it, which is Sarvik. It's named after the Vulcan ensign from Wrath of Khan. And remember in the films, there was the like the the young female Vulcan ensign, and she becomes like kind of Spock's protege in those films. Uh, her name was Sarvik, and I looked into the backstory. Uh, apparently, Sarvik was a, was a captain of the Titan at one point, and 
uh, its tradition in Starfleet, and this this is going to keep on going down this rabbit <laughs> hole. Its tradition in Starfleet to name shuttlecrafts of the ship after previous captains of the ship. So, for example, it would be tradition now for the Titans to have a Riker shuttlecraft because it, he used to be the guy on the ship. So, I think now that's why I think there was a, there was a Garrett one. I think actually in in TNG, um, but yeah. So that's um, that's why it was called a Sarvik. A nice little kind of tidbit there. Um, but Pete's, you know, Pete's, Pete's Trek tidbit. Oh, uh, this, that's my, my Pete's Trek is tidbit. That, is that your is that your fact of is that your fact of the week or trivia of the week? Maybe we should just... maybe we should have that. Maybe we should have like a, a little <laughs> can, jingle. I mean, you can have many. You, you know, and I know you, you enjoy them, but you can have many. But I, <laughs> you know, pick your best. Also, tell me what your best one is when you say it. Like, okay, if that's well, your I think one. I think that may have been my favorite one because um, it was a, it was a proper go back and freeze it moment for me. Uh, at, at 11 o'clock last night um but look you know in your, we, we, sec- in your second run in my second because yeah. i first. want to have one for me sam i want to i want to have one just <laughs> just just as a viewer and then one's a podcaster you know yeah um we've been going backward and forward between between the elios and the titan sam but do you know what raffi's back raffi's oh, back again brilliant it's it's always a winner when raffi's on the screen it's it always, is it's all, all, her storylines are, are always they're just the best thing you know yeah they, it's, they... it's my favorite moment um, and we're back on Mortalis Prime after this attack, that's ter- that's, this terrorist attack, and she's traumatized by it. She's talking to this handler by text message again. Um, she wants to pursue uh, whoever did it. And she, this, this, um, the drug dealer from the previous episode that she was talking to is being framed. She doesn't believe it. She thinks it's someone else. She's got a lead uh, to this, this Ferengi called Sneed, which is a great, great little name, Sneed. Sneed. Um, and she wants to go and interrogate him, but the handler is telling her to disengage, telling her to stop. Um, she the is... episode. Sorry, title of the episode. It is title the, title of the episode. episode. Is that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The there episode goes. named after Raffi. Do you think? Well, uh, I guess Raffi's. Well, there's so many. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. Uh, also, there's a lot. There's a lot of disengaging and engaging later in the episode. I think they. It's a general theme of the episode. But, is disengaging. But, but predictably, in in something that everyone saw coming a million <laughs> miles off, Raffi does not want to disengage. Does she? Imagine if she had. Imagine if. Imagine <laughs> if that was her story. She was like, you know what? I, you know what? Staffy protocol. I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to leave it. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah. She of course doesn't do that. Uh, but that is that is when we do we do switch back to the Titan at that point, and that is the point when um, the Titan, uh, you know, Seven does finally convince uh, Shaw to go and help out, um, and we we are back in that situation, and we are at the point where Picard, Riker, and Crusher are coming under severe attack now. Picard, <laughs> and this is before the Titan shows up, and they're just trying to deal with it. Picard puts up transport inhibitors, which he just seems to just have. He just he just know, seems to carry they, around. Sorry, where did they inhibitors. all come from? Like, I, I don't, he I don't just know whether he replicated them or what, but he just just got them, you know, in case yeah. he needed them. I mean, maybe he yeah. just he just always has that, you know, just in case. Uh, but it's it, it, a very kind of like Deus Ex Machina way of of proving that they want Jack Crusher because he puts them up, and just as he turns on the last one at that very second, um they try and beam jack away and they can't so they know that they want he that the enemy wants jack and that was mm-hmm. a really kind of elaborate way of, of something which could have been quite easy which could have been um the person could have just come on the screen and gone i want jack crusher but instead we had this whole thing with the transport thing yeah um and then they try to board and there's this kind of really weird bit where they try and board and there's like some there's some of the again the bird skull aliens down the side of the ship Riker gets what is essentially a thermal detonator and just chucks it at them uh, and stops them coming in. And then he comes back and says, I think we've stopped them. I think we proved that they're they're sending their their forces to their deaths or something. And all he's done is thrown one grenade at them. 
<laughs> Riker, Riker is very confident in that in his show of force there uh, yeah. that, that they they won't they won't attack again despite the fact <laughs> they've got this giant ship with presumably huge amounts of resources. No, but no, weapons. but Sam Riker has thrown a grenade at them now, and yeah, they know, and they it. and they oh, know, yeah. and well, yeah, yeah. So that's that's so, the end of it. Um, sorry, go for it. No, no, no. I mean, I, that's it, right? They're 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 done, and then and then I think the next the next part is is where. We're, are we back? Well, hang on, are we back with Rafi? Are we back not with the yet, bit we don't yet. care about? No, this is no. <laughs> or are we? Or are we? Or are no, we still right on, now, right still now, we're, right part. now, we're with the interesting bit still. We stick with the interesting okay. a bit late, and this actually, Sam, is my highlight of the week. Is it? Is it the Titan flying between the two? The Titan. It's the it, it is in general. It is in general. Uh, ship shenanigans in general. It's those two okay. moments. There's the first one being the Titan just warps straight into the middle of the tractor beam, which I thought was great. That was so <laughs> it good. It was. It was very, it was very, I mean, that, I mean, if talking about like throwbacks, that felt very uh, first contact. Yes. You know, yes. It's, it's it's the Enterprise kind of coming in front of the, of, uh, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, well, I can't remember. The the Dominion warship. I've got my Dominion memory warship. so bad. Why, why am I, why is my memory so bad these days? The Have you Defiant. even seen Star Trek? Yeah, I don't know why. So they're, they're in, they're in front, you know, in in for in that that battle, Worf is saying, you know, he's going to prepare for ramming speed. Oh, he's going to ram the ship. Speed, into, he's going to ram the ship into into the ball cube, and then and then it's the, the oh, it's, it's the Defiant, isn't it's, it? It's Worf on the Defiant. It's Worf on the Defiant, and yep. the Enterprise E jumps in front, and that felt very uh, very reminiscent of that scene. Uh, uh, do you want another Pete's tidbit of the week? All right, okay. In that in that scene in First Contact. Uh, the yeah. ensign on Wharf ship on a Defiant is actually Adam Scott. I don't know if you know Adam Scott. Have you seen Parks and Rec? Yes, I've seen Parks and Rec. Ben in Parks and Rec. It's that guy. He's is also in, he's in loads of other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's in Severance, right? Yeah, he's in Severance. Yeah, he's the Severance he's guy. He's exactly. the main guy in Severance. That's that's Adam Scott. Adam Scott I, is in that scene. I had, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I must want to go back. The guy who's like, like, uh, you know, our weapons are gone. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I think We're we should have abandoned ship. And Wolf's <laughs> like, no, no, we shall not. We shall not. And he's like, oh fuck. And then, and then he's like, it's another ship. And presumably, is very, very relieved and happy that the Enterprise shows up and he doesn't have to die yeah. for no reason. Yeah, exactly. That was Adam Scott. Um, but it happened. It happens again in this episode. I think it is. It's basically the same shot. I wonder if it was a reference deliberately. By the way, that's my favorite. That's my that's my favorite personal tidbit that you've done so far. Oh, thank you. Yeah, if you could actually, like, if you could give I me like a, give me a, a personal rating at the end, for... <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a rating on your tidbits as well yeah. as the episode. Exactly. That was good. But yeah, so we're back. Sure is sure is rammed in the way of the tractor beam. Uh, he beams everyone on board, including uh, Beverly in her little pod. And he then says, uh, be, be, be them all on board. We're basically a hotel now, which I mean, is going to be a reference to the fact, like as we were saying earlier, that the Enterprise yeah. D, everyone used to see it as a hotel because of how it was, it was so against all other sci-fi tropes. Uh, it's a nice little bit there. Um, obviously, it's a little fake drama. Uh, they try and get them back. But Picard's little device, his little transport inhibitor to stop them. So he has to shoot them before they can come over. Um, but they do finally yeah. get back. And uh, Beverly has gone straight to sickbay. Um, we are then back, Sam, with the people that we don't care about, which is Raffi. Oh. And this is the Raffi meets her ex scene. And not more Raffi. Not Raffi, more Raffi. I know. And so she meets Jay, who's her, her ex-husband. They have a kid together and a grandkid. And uh, she kind of goes under the under the guise that she wants to see her son. But actually, 
she wants a intro to Sneed because Jay seems to run this scummy bar that they meet in, this like dive bar. He seems to run it. Um, and I did like this scene the first time I watched it, right? I was like, okay, we're grounding Raffi a little bit. It's, it's a little bit more um, sympathy towards her. When, when she's around other people who are kind of aware that how much of a mess she is, it's better than when she's around Picard, who's just trying to do something, and then she's just being kind of, she's just kind of having a bad time around him. Doesn't really, doesn't really work. This was better. Um, but watching it back the second time, I realized that Jay, this supposedly responsible parent, is judging her. He actually runs this bar. No, he gangsters runs the in bar. <laughs> that was my, that was my issue. He's very, it's his bar. It's and his yeah, bar. he's and no, and he's apparently a responsible parent. Yeah. Um, but she's asking to meet in his criminal bar that yeah. he runs to meet a criminal and he's like no 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 that's yeah. that's obviously bad i'm not gonna <laughs> let you and even though our son, even though our, our son is in no way involved in this i'm gonna be judgy about you doing that yeah uh, that was so strange for me he says he says that he chose his art and he chose his son but he also still works in his dive bar so weird what, what a weird little kind it of is, put together that was it, it is weird um <laughs> i don't i don't know i i, I guess i'm with Rafi, the problem is I just don't. It, this this seems very. I guess I'm sure it will all link together at some point. You know, I'm yeah. sure that whatever they're doing is going to connect to yeah. to Vadic and the you know Riker and Picard and Jack Crusher and it will be interlinked. But right yeah. now, it's just this sort of random side story thing that 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 I just don't really care about at the moment. Yeah. And you know, Rafi by herself. Um, you know, isn't a particularly compelling character. Um, no, she's not really carrying it, is she? It's not no. really the same. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm like Psy whenever, whenever this comes on screen at the moment. Yeah, and um, again, a lot of Raffi in this episode. Again, like, she, like it's, it's basically two main storylines, and she's what she is entirely one of them. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Jay the Jay the um, altruistic dive bar owner asks her to choose between. <laughs> Father choose, of the year. Yeah, between <laughs> my son or this or this drug dealer, and and I'm gonna just do either one. But I, you know, I'll, I will put you in contact with his gangster. But you have to choose him or, you know, our son. And she chooses the gangster, obviously, because Rafi is a terrible parent, apparently. Um, and so that's how that deal is kind of set up. We then go flash back to the Titan. They are now in the mix of this whole terrible situation. Um. Uh, I think it's LaForge says captain and now all three of the captains say what back, you know, there's clearly this power dynamic going on between Shaw, Riker and Picard. Um, We have uh, intro to uh, Vadic flashes on screen. (laughs) What did you, what did you think when you first saw and and kind of experienced Vadic, Sam? Well, well, so Vadic was, Vadic is uh, wildly over the top as a, as a, as a, as a sort of villain, you know, smoking the, whatever it was, some sort of space cigar. Uh, and yep. uh, again, or, you know, sitting space in a, what, 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 you know, the lighting is quite, is, is bad on this ship. They, you know, they don't want to, none of them, none of them, I guess, like well-lit ships. They, they no. all want to live kind of in darkness and you want yeah. to know that she's, she's, she's a bad person. She's well-lit, gonna, well-lit ships are very 30 years ago. You know, it's, it, it's quite dingy. Uh, this person, this person ship. Is it Vadic? I think is, is it when we're saying that? Uh, right? Vadic. Vadic. Vadic, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but but I did find her to be quite compelling. Yeah, and uh, I was actually, I am interested to know what is it, what is it she wants with Jack Crusher? Uh, you know, why is she interested in this guy? What's yeah. he done? Why is she willing to presumably start something with the 
the federation over it having apparently lived or having apparently generally tried to use this gigantic ridiculously powerful ship to do nothing and stay very much on the on the edge and under the radar yeah what is so interesting about jack crusher that well that's she, that's, she's that's risk that that's kind of also like kind of an part of the mystery for me is where the hell does a ship come from with this ridiculous arsenal um yeah. the highlight for me was 236 photon torpedoes which, no, is, it, which is it's just exactly. so much. It's, it's not just it's not just like more powerful them it's sort of it's sort of on the on the edge of well i don't understand how this would be tech if this was yeah. technologically possible by an individual why wouldn't the federation be able to do that you know unless there's some sort of i don't know technology not a play it was in i think it was in nemesis where they were using i think it was thaleron radiation and that was the plot device they used to yeah. have the you know the ship uh be so much more powerful yeah um you know the the romulan warbird which wasn't actually a warbird um yeah be so much more powerful than everything else but her ship is just absurdly powerful i don't really so my immediate thought of this uh was i I immediately went to enterprise and i was thinking about the ships from from because you remember the whole uh temporal war in enterprise and the ships from the future and all that kind of stuff and i immediately went to Hold on a second. Is this time travel? Oh, is time is is time travel involved? Oh, I keep on thinking it's going to come in, and that's it's not shout. it's not my conspiracy of the week. I have a different conspiracy, but I I I keep on thinking just, and and also you know let's 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 just let's just think for a second. We think that Jack Crusher is Picard's son. That's what that's the information we have right now, Sam. We've got eight episodes to go, and we don't know. What a bait and switch. Yeah. What about in switch? If you uh, if if you're right and he's not Picard's son, <laughs> <laughs> it is just Jack Crusher from 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 the past, uh, transported to the future with this if, really crazy ship. If if Riker if Riker's made all those those really helpful hints and and he's gonna like an absolute fool if <laughs> if if it's not his son in any way. Yeah. But but I you know what, I'm I am a little bit concerned about this being t- now you've raised it. I hadn't thought about that, and now I am concerned that yeah. this ship is from the future. Especially as they um, have technology they didn't recognize. They said there's something in the loading bay or something that they just don't recognize. Maybe that's the Daystrom Institute uh, uh, portal weapon thing, but it's not a good sign <laughs> for me <laughs> that it could be yeah. something like that. Um, but this is this is the second part of... Uh, Vadix kind of sign-off is the second part of my highlight, which is they literally just tracked a beam, the Ilios, and throw it at the Titan. And I just thought that was absolutely brilliant. What, what a way to kind of use your environment to like attack someone. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Um, what do you think about I, that? Yeah, that, that was nice. No, that, that was, uh, it was nicely cinematic. That was, that was enjoyable. Um, yeah. Vindictive. Um, Watching the view screen uh, with the ship coming at them. I thought that was, that was pretty great. Yeah. I had a yeah, good time no, with that. I, I, I was pleased with that. Um, that, that, <laughs> that was in, in general, in general, I think. Have I had a highlight? Maybe I've already given you a highlight. Have uh, I not given you a highlight? Did you have a yet? highlight? What was what was your we you had your low light right away, right? Yeah. You didn't yeah, have yeah. a highlight. I feel like you were gonna go for it with Shaw, but I don't think you actually did. So go for a no, highlight. No, no, my highlight is Vadage. I think Vadage is is yeah, I know. I'm I'm surprised too. Unexpected. Uh, I <laughs> I thought Vadage was an interesting was was an interesting character. You know, yep. she's she's a new character. Uh, she, you know, I thought it. I'm genuinely interested to know what what could be going on here. Um, yeah. and she was a bit creepy. Uh, she she wasn't. She she was quite over the top, but in a sort of interesting way. And I want to find out more about what what Vadich is really doing and yeah. why she has this thing. Mm. I really, 
I'm now a little bit concerned that you might be right and then she might be from the future. And I think <laughs> in general, I really want to avoid this becoming a time travel caper. So do I. Uh, but I'm hoping it won't. Um, and uh, and she will have an interesting motive um, yeah. rather well, than a, some sort of shit contrived motive for why yeah. she wants to kill Jack Crusher. She says she's a, a bounty hunter right now, but I don't think that's, I don't think I believe that. Um, no. I, I mean, I think, again, why yeah. would, why would she be interested in, I mean, surely not, because why, why would she be interested in, in again, getting into something with the Federation, which presumably she's been trying to avoid for a long time if she's yep. been on, on the down low. Yeah. This is the edge of Federation that. space though. This is, you know, this is the wild west. It's uh, lawless. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I, I didn't like about that Vatic scene was that the classic the classic narrative trope of you have one hour. She you know in that situation she wouldn't bother with that. She'd just be like hand him over. I'm going to blow you up and just like tell me right now. Um, I, I thought that yeah. was a bit that was a bit silly. Um, yeah, but give yeah. them a chance to think of a plan to 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 escape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try and give them one. <laughs> Um, but we have we have that set up for the rest of the episode, which is this hour of them trying to decide whether to hand over Jack Crusher or not. Um, and in this kind of little bit where they first start arguing about it, um, Shaw basically Shaw basically gets really pissed off about the whole situation. He's like, "You guys have fucked us over. You Picard and Riker fucked us over so much." Um, Seven's gone with them. Seven, you're relieved of duty. So Seven is now completely just out. Seven's just like, you know, not first officer anymore. You're, you're gone. Um, which I think is probably fair, considering that she completely went against him in the last episode. Yeah, yep. Um, I'm very and, supportive of Captain Shaw in that. Yeah, Shaw, he's, Shaw uh, is. He's, you know, he, he doesn't put again, a foot wrong. Making, he's making solid command decisions over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next, the right thing to do is give up, give up Jack Crusher. I'd say. Um, yeah. I think so... it, it, with the information they have at that moment, and maybe even no matter what the information is later, they should give him up. Because he does say the protocol is very clear, you know, it's looking after people on ship and obviously this random person who is definitely, and as they go, they do go through his crimes, he's, you know, they put him in the brig because he is actually this horrible person uh, or someone who has, you know, committed a lot of crimes, you know, then why are we looking after him compared to 150 people from Starfleet who are, of course, yeah. completely, you know, without sin in any kind of way. Um, I think there is one thing here, and this is the second time that Riker goes, that Jack Crusher, he looks a bit Picard. Don't you think? Don't you think he looks a bit familiar? <laughs> there is a point here, and this this was a this was a moment for me when the the narrative starts to fall apart a bit. It's really not obvious that this is going towards Picard. What Riker wants Picard to do is take control of the situation, right? What he wants to do is is Picard to go, um, admirals. You know, I'm an admiral. I'm I'm higher than you. I'm going to take charge of the situation, right? Riker is that's not shown. That's not kind of shown that that can happen. Um, it would make a lot more sense with Riker's kind of motive and Riker doing what he does next if it if it had the goal of convincing Picard that he had to take over the situation and basically unseat Shaw and just do what he wanted with the ship because he's an admiral. Um, they, that, that doesn't happen. So we're kind of left wondering why exactly it's so important that Picard realizes this is his son in this moment. I think for me, I think they really could have made that a little bit clearer um, with the fact that the goal is that Picard can take over the situation with Admiral's orders, right? But it wasn't. It was unclear. But it, I was sort of unclear that he was even able to do that because he wasn't able to yeah. do that in Episode One. You know, he was sort of like he's an admiral, and then and yeah. then Shaw was like a retired admiral. Yeah. You know, uh, who's not in Starfleet anymore. So I I was unclear that he was able to do that mm -hmm. at all. Um, I guess like. I, I I was thinking about that, and I wonder whether he could. He just decided not to because it would. Why would he blow his? Why would he, 
you know, they would have known immediately, right? Why would he do Admiral's orders just to go for an inspection and just and take the ship for a ride? So he couldn't, there was no way he could have done it at that point, I guess. I guess that kind of makes sense. But you're right. It, it is kind of strange that they've just now decided you can do it. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I just think that that kind of whole thing about Riker going to find Beverly was a bit kind of like, you know, they could have signposted that more. But the next thing we have is is Picard going, okay, well, he's not going to take command yet. The first thing he's going to do is try and talk to Jack Crusher. And this this was nearly my highlight of the week, this scene. The reason being that this this felt like, probably for the first time in Picard, this felt like Patrick Stewart actually pay, playing Patrick, actually playing Picard. That, that scene where he goes into the brig, he sits down with all the offences that uh, Jack Crusher has and just goes through them in a very kind of like cold and official way that actually felt like Picard for once rather than just Patrick Stewart kind of like pissing around. I really liked that scene and really liked it. I thought he actually acted properly in that scene in a really good, in a really good way. Um, so yeah, that was, that was actually a really good scene. Um, you know, bit of verbal sparring with this, with this kid as well. Mm. Um, one thing I did point out, another tidbit, Sam, one thing I pointed out was one of the charges he had <laughs> Was terrorism on Binar three? Do you remember the Binar? <laughs> uh, oh, you know what they're doing about? Are they? So the, uh... the Binar are the, the zero one, like the ones that the, the little aliens that um, like the zero one one zero. They speak in code, oh. basically, oh, and they yeah. they take um, they enter they take the Enterprise to a different galaxy in an episode of TNG. Uh, like they take them like really far away, like to a different. Like it's a really early episode. I think it might even be season one. Yeah. Um, but they're like these very like small like pint-sized aliens with massive heads. They've got the giant heads and they're kind of pinky. I yeah. remember. Uh, and I just and... love the idea of Jack Crusher on this planet <laughs> just terrorizing these, these poor binar. Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do remember. Yeah, no, I vaguely remember. Was that a good episode? I don't um, remember that being a good episode. It was an interesting concept. It was one of those TNG episodes that. You look back on it, it was kind of unique, but I mean, it's not, not dated well at all. <laughs> I think with a lot of TNG, it was like, it's kind of like that. Um, but yes, I mean, that scene ends with Picard asking, who is your father? And then he says, Jack Crusher, of course, says he never had a father, which is Picard in the back of his head is going, oh, Riker's gonna, never going to... Yeah. No, Riker's never going to let this go, is he? I... Oh, I'm going to have so many more hints now. When going to uh, hint to me another seven when, times. When Riker hears about this, boy, is yeah. he going to? Is he not going to tell me outright that I'm, you know, his father? But he's definitely going to give me an eyebrow. Hints. Yeah, he's going to, yeah. he's going to, he's going to, he's going to flip over that that seat and sit down, and just be like, I th- I, I yeah, think there might be something here, Picard. Again, nothing. But there was nothing. Again, there was. I'm sorry, but there's just nothing in this scene again that really. I, I'm with you that Picard was more interesting, but there was nothing in yeah. this scene again that really uh, evolved Jack Crusher's character in particular. Yeah, he's you know he's still being like, I'm a rogue. You know, you're gonna send me, so just yeah. just you know, fine, do it, whatever. Um, I, he, he's not. There wasn't there wasn't much uh, there wasn't much depth so far, and I still haven't Agreed. seen that. That's Agreed. Part of Jack Crusher's, and he's he's facing what I assume he knows is death. Or yeah. maybe he, maybe he's not facing that. I don't know. I suppose we don't really know what's going to happen well, to him when the... Badger gets hold of him. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be a good thing. It's the Han Solo thing of I, he's always going to get out of it, isn't it? It's the Han Solo thing of he can always talk his way out of a situation. It's, it's, it's yeah. almost like directly ripped from that. Yes. Um, but we do leave Crusher for now in the brig. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> the first thing we do is uh, go back to uh, Rafi and she is now in this in her husband's club uh, with Sneed 
with this gangster. And I'll tell you what, I love, I actually love this Ferengi gangster. I thought it was really good. I thought, I thought Sneed was great. What did you think of Sneed? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm interested to hear why you thought it was great. He was, he was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I suppose. What, what was, what drew you to his Sneed so much? Was it just his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great name. It's, let's not be honest. It's, it's, let's not, let's not lie. It's a great name. I think Sneed, I think using the Ferengi in this way makes so much sense as a, as like, you know, the Ferengi would, they would be a gangster in this way. They would, they would go into these kind of deeds. I think it was like, he's just an interesting character, Sneed, just Sneed. an interesting kind of character. Um, that fits in the world, fits in where they were, this like kind of like down and out planet. Um, and just good to see the Ferengi and th- these kind of races used in different ways. I just thought I just thought it was an interesting way to um different interesting decision to make this contact a Ferengi. Um yeah, I just I just kind of enjoyed the whole setup of it. I thought like his whole kind of demeanor and the way that he just kind of was very kind of classic. Again, quite a stereotype stereotypical character, but I'm kind of allowing it because of the situation of this scene. It was it was yeah. okay. He's basically there to get beheaded by Wolf, let's be honest. Yeah, well that 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 did seem to me to be he was a bit of a bit of a bit of a dick. Also, but you didn't you didn't acknowledge my my pun there and, and a potential spin-off that you oh, might no. enjoy. What did you, Sneed's what did you deeds. Mean? You said you said, you said his you said you liked his deeds. <laughs> and <laughs> his his name I feel I feel like that has Sneed's legs. Deeds. Yeah, that does Sneed's that does deeds. have legs. What what would happen in Sneed's deeds? What would be the, uh, the situation? Sneed would would take residence in various uh, people's clubs, and I suppose sell eye eye drugs. You know, eye, drugs that you spray in your eye. Um, yeah. But probably come to some sort of moral. Um, I There'd think be an arc. A, he's, an anti, he's an anti-hero. You know, there'd be an arc. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. It would. Uh, it would quickly move on, wouldn't it? For yeah, Sneed's deeds. <laughs> it would. Yeah, Sneed's good deeds would be the, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that would be subtext. Like you know, yeah. you you you'd, you'd start thinking he was bad, but you, you'd realize in the end he did good deeds. Yeah, we don't need to tell the audience that though; they would work that out. They would. They would know. Um, this is um, okay, coincidentally another reason I like Sneed Sam was because, and this is going on. To, this is going to lead to my conspiracy of the week. He likes uh, human things, and they do a little little flash over his little collection. I and hate he has, this. He has Sorry, a baseball. But I... I get I get so annoyed with this. There's a whole galaxy of yeah, races yeah. out there, yeah, and yeah. yet it's always they're always interested in human stuff. They're never yeah. interested in like other shit. It's always mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I like baseball from from Earth. Oh okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like hundreds of other planets, but you picked Earth, have you? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And my conspiracy isn't necessarily a good one, but it is. It is more just like, you know, we see a baseball, and obviously it's a Ferengi, which is a DS9 mainly a ds9 race obviously cisco had the baseball he left it at deep space nine why does he have it everyone's going to jump to conclusion that that is cisco's baseball (laughs) um and my conspiracy of the week is they're setting us up and i really hope i really hope this is wrong because i just don't trust them but i think they're setting us up for a deep space nine either crossover or we go there or there's some or one of the characters comes in i just think there's some kind of ds9 element and that they're almost foreshadowing it a bit with that um i really hope i'm wrong i really hope they don't do that because if anything i want ds9 season 8 completely separately to this um that's never gonna happen i mean i'm with you but but that's never gonna happen i really Um, hope so i I was was in like that yeah i know season 8 is obviously not gonna happen um but i think because it is like i think it's the 30 year anniversary of ds9 as well this year um yeah i think so uh, or something like that. One of those, one of those anniversaries. Um, but I just really worried that they're gonna just like shit on DS9 basically in some way. I just wanted to leave it alone. 
basically. I don't want him to do a kind of a, a piecemeal return to it. So seeing that baseball, I'm, I'm like, writers, stop thinking about DS9. Leave it leave it alone. Leave it alone. You, you think Sneed is in fact Nog? I think, well, I you was think, thinking uh, think this, this is... is a fall from grace of Nog. <laughs> uh, you know, he was in, he was an ensign in Starfleet for a while, but that didn't really work out. So now Maybe. he's not, now he's Sneed. Uh, I, well, I mean, um, one character that did come to mind, and I was thinking they could have done this, was um, Brunt, which was Quark's cousin. His cousin, his cousin Brunt, was an arms dealer, was someone who was uh, just kind of turned up occasionally and just pissed around and and was you know, very evil. So they could have made this character him, and that would have been amazing because he was played by Jeffrey Coombs, who played Wayoon and all of those cases. Like, Jeffrey Coombs has been in loads of Star Trek episodes as different characters, but he was mainly Wayoon in DS9. Yeah. Um, so having him back as an actor would have been great. But um, yeah, it it also it also is a lot more realistic that it would kill off Wayun rather than Nog without us even knowing that it was Nog. <laughs> so that that feels more consistent. Uh, with, oh, if, if I we're love Wayun back. Con- if, we, if not- we're going to pick a conspiracy theory, well, he's not back. If if no. he was back, he's dead now. So, yeah, uh... that's true. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, which which clone of, of Wayun are we talking? This is the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah yeah. But no yeah. Um, no, exactly. So yeah, that was kind of why I like Sneed, but the conspiracy is that they they might try and do something DS9 y and I hope they don't. Um, but yeah, like I say, this scene goes on. She's trying to pretend that she works with the the drug dealer to get some information from Sneed about what actually happened with the the weapons, who's actually responsible. But Sneed calls her out immediately because he's actually already killed that drug dealer. So she clearly doesn't work for him because he Yeah, has it wasn't that the head. well thought through, was it? Like <laughs> it she sort of wandered in there and she said yep. some stuff and she was really just hoping for it. And again, it was like, well, I think if you thought this through a bit more, Rafi, yeah. you might have realized that it would be a little bit obvious that you were probably going to be Starfleet intelligence. Exactly. Um, and like just literally wanders into this place, clearly going to get. And also the fact that Jay is like not taking any precautions against this, he's just willing to let her die as well. Like, you yeah, know, he hus- husband, he's behind the bar somewhere, he doesn't give a shit. Well, he, he's thinking, he's probably, I don't know, arranging some sort of academic trip for his son, or I, I don't know, just gen- generally being an incredible father. Thinking he's about, doing some life you know, drawing son. somewhere. No, he pro- probably, yeah with, yeah, with his son, I would imagine. Of course. Uh, um, there's, there is one, there, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm tidbits crazy today, Sam, but do you remember, uh, do you remember another episode of TNG? <laughs> Where eye drugs or spraying something into your oh, eyes. Oh yeah, they, they, I believe that had. Um, who did that have? That had um, Wesley Crusher's. Yes. Um, Wesley Crusher's crush in that episode. It was was a uh, famous uh, actress, was, right? Yeah, who was it though? Google uh, it. Do it. The, li- the listeners need to know, Sam. They they, they do. They do. Uh, the the episode's called she, the game. The game, yeah. But that was a good episode, actually. I thought that was. Um, yeah, it was. That was fun. All, they were all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to be able to find this find this out whilst we're talking anyway. Shall I like um, edit? Shall I edit in? Shall I say it and put it in later? So if I say uh, that actress's name is in post, actress. I'm going to put that in. Okay, all right, <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to yeah. put it in. Um, wait, wait, don't don't you want to? In that case, don't we want to restart? It's actually Ashley Judd. Oh, okay, Ashley Judd. I don't need to do it now. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave that blank now. Ashley yeah. Judd, cool. Um, yeah, so. You know, she's she has to take some of that eye drug, and nothing's going well. She's she you know she she ends up stabbing Sneed out of desperation, and then uh, who comes to save the day? And uh, conspiracy theory proven right, Samuel from episode some one. Some sort of you know some sort of you know because we don't immediately know, but it, it, it the background's a little bit blurry. But it's someone <laughs> who appears to have a, a backlash, 
and they yeah. are chopping their heads off. Who could that be? Who could it possibly Who could that be? be? Like, I don't know. They, they, they appear to be a quite imposing figure. Imagine if it wasn't Worf. Imagine if it was yeah, just a different just Klingon. Some random, random Klingon. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, yeah. But it does, of course, different. turn out to be Worf, and his fighting, his fighting abilities have definitely come along a bit since uh, DS9. He was always good fighting, but yeah. the, the fighting style has changed from the very stilted Star Trek kind of I'm putting my, my bat left here and I'm putting my bat left here uh, <laughs> to like very quick ninja um, cutting of heads off, which was... Yeah, yeah I still not entirely sure why he didn't just use a gun. Uh, you yeah. know, it feels... I mean, maybe it's the Klingon way, but... Maybe he wanted to know. be silent, you know. Maybe he didn't... Maybe maybe he doesn't want to disturb Jay behind the bar. So he's just... He's going to oh, use his bat wow. left to... He's conducting some sort of life drawing class. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be disturbing <laughs> if he uses a gun. Um, and probably but... Jay doesn't allow guns in, in his very wholesome establishment. So. Well, yeah, well, you know, apparently not really. So, you know, maybe but he does allow massive knives. Uh, so that's OK. Um, yeah. I thought Wolf obviously confirmed as the handler. So I'm patting myself on the back for my conspiracy theory being right uh, from last time. Um, yeah. But... I really like the instruction of Worf. I like that it, it, it Michael Dorn immediately seemed Worf again. I think that was pretty, he just slipped right back into it. I know it's only one line so far, but for me, that was a good little introduction. I love that they're, they're drip feeding us, these characters, rather than everyone coming back at once as well. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, um, that was a good introduction of Worf. Yeah, yeah. And then we're back to the finale of the, uh, of the episode, which is uh, back on the Titan. And Picard is pleading with Shaw to save Jack's life. But, you know, uh, Shaw is again saying, well, no, you haven't proven me any reason why. Is there any reason, anything to declare, Picard? Is there any any reason why this would matter more to you than than it would normally? Um, but Picard is still just like, just no, Riker is wrong. Um, we then get to what is a frankly ridiculous part of the episode, um, which is Jack in the brig. And he says to the guy, says to the guy guarding him, uh, like you basically legally have to tell me the frequency of this force field apparently yeah. because because if you can't tell me if you can't give me a way to escape then uh that's just not really fair is it and i might yeah. help myself or something yeah so he literally just like says okay well it's it's like well it was like factor 10 or whatever and he's like okay and he just like dials his little machine and then he escapes which was just just ridiculous to be honest i have to say <laughs> i'm really concerned about St- starfleet's working um uh, working processes here, and and potentially their their security systems. Given that this guy literally had one small thing, maybe they should have searched him. Uh, yeah, maybe before before he, before he, before they put him in here in case he had some other stuff. But anyway, he's able to just escape like the like the force field isn't there. Um, also, how they, annoying would it be to be working in that brig and like having to answer questions for prisoners? Like they can ask you loads of questions, like trivia questions, and you have to answer them. That just but, yeah. I mean, again, one, one of I would say one of the worst posts. Is, that, is it worse than the transporter post? Is it worse? Is it a worse <laughs> job than Chief O'Brien had on the Enterprise? That guy just standing down in the brig. Maybe he's got, maybe he's got other brig stuff to do. I don't know. But he was just standing there, you know, tapping his console. I think like it's to... worse. It's worse because if there's someone in the brig, you don't have a break from them. Like they're just there. You can't hide from them. You just have to stand and look at them for eight hours or have longer shifters. So. I think I reckon Brig is worse because at least in the transporter bay, you know, you have it to yourself for most of the day and then someone just comes in and transports through, you know? Yeah. Um, Maybe he had a, he didn't even have a chair. 
feel like he could have had a chair, but I feel like he probably should have had some sort of chair. Why do the bridge? Why does the why are the bridge crew the only people who are eligible for chairs? Why does no one else get a chair? <laughs> no one else gets chairs because in fair. the twenty fourth century they've they've evolved beyond the need for chairs. You know, <laughs> apart from the captain, when you get to, when you're when you're the captain, you yeah, lose you the ability to stand if yeah. for, for long periods of time. Well, it's a status thing. Twenty fourth century, <laughs> only really really senior people sit down. Exactly. Everyone else runs everywhere. Uh, yeah, or walks everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And they, you know, they, they make no use of the fact that they're in space and they could just float around. They make no, they would never make any use of that. But that wouldn't they? make any sense. <laughs> but they, they are, but 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 he escapes, right? And yeah, yeah. Now he's now he's off into the ship. The bowels he's of the ship to, immediately. Oh yeah. They he's, don't know where off. they don't know where he's gone, right? They 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 can't track him. Yeah, they can't. They, yeah, which is strange. They can't. They can't find him. I guess he isn't wearing a com badge. But even so, do you think they would be able to track him, right? Um, but they can't. I guess he's he's masking it somehow. I don't know. They seem to be able to track all other life signs everywhere in any any other place, but they can't they can't track him on the ship. They were even, able to track their life signs on this other ship. Yeah, you know, even, even one that was potentially yeah. But even so, filter so, it. Even go everyone who's everyone who's got a combat on. Okay, is there yeah. is there another one? Okay, well that's clearly him. I felt like I felt like something they could. But maybe they will find. Maybe they will find him anyway. They they they. They haven't yet, and, no. and obviously the hour's up, right? So, yeah. so um, they got a decision to make. They've got to make a decision to make. You've got Vadik going on about her ship being called the Shrike after a, after a vicious bird. Oh, uh, yeah, kind yeah. Of like, All right, that was you know. bird, bird talk. Uh, What's the bird talk that? going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we get the moment, which is, well, I mean, first of all, Seven finds Jack Crusher, right? Uh, in the transporter bay, the other terrible position we were just talking about. He's trying to yeah. escape. He's trying to give himself up, basically, to protect his mother. We then go back to the bridge, and Riker has finally, finally got to his point of proving to Picard that Jack Crusher is his son by bringing Beverly onto the bridge. And Beverly, and I, I want, I'm interested in what you think about it, Sam. Beverly just looks at Picard, and Picard knows immediately. Oh, oh, shit! It is my son, isn't it? A large, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the 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 plot twist that we didn't see coming. Uh, that in fact, yes, uh, Jack Crusher is your son. Yeah. Just from that look. Well, the thing was, I guess I was thinking about this. I mean, maybe, maybe he knew. Maybe he's known. Maybe he knew that they had a lot of unprotected sex, and uh, <laughs> then she left. And maybe also, he's... you'd think in the twenty fourth century that would have contraception would have come along a bit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but apparently not. You know, he he knew they'd had sex, and the condom broke. Uh, yeah. So you know, maybe he's always suspected. Again, um, structural integrity is a... not great with those yeah twenty fourth century condoms. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean exactly, and and he knows, you know, with that look, that single look. I can't remember. Does she just nod, or does she? She just looks at him and like tears up a little bit, and like he a little yeah. bit, yeah. So and he's because, like, yeah, fine, yep, he's my son. <laughs> and that's when he goes, you know, "Admiral's orders, Admiral's orders, you're saving my son." Yeah. And you know, uh, at that point, uh, you know, you got to be pissed off if you're if you're sure, right? For sure. But Shaw kind of, I mean, so this is, a, do you think that Shaw should challenge him? Because he doesn't challenge him. He just goes, oh, okay, he's your son then. All right, fine. Do you think he should try and stop him? Hmm. Does it make sense for him to narrative, narratively stop, uh, stop, start trying to stop an admiral from saving their own son? Yeah. I mean, probably, but, but. I mean, Again, 150 I guess... lives. Doesn't matter who the, who the parents are. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if he's, if he's been so. Like we're gonna give them up. Um, maybe you would. I don't. I don't know. I still. I'm still not sure. I really understand whether Picard is a a valid admiral. I suppose if he is and he's using admiral's orders to try and save his son, maybe that's yeah. 
a tide you wouldn't want to try and swim against. I guess so, but because, I did, I, because I, they I was, all yeah. to start responding to his orders anyway. Yeah, like when he when he starts giving orders, so maybe he's just pulled rank. That is true. Um, but I did kind of thought that was another kind of thing uh, uh, moment for me when I was like, I kind of wish Shaw had railed against him a bit more than he did. I wish he just hadn't kind of gone. Oh, fine. But I guess we're at the end of the episode. We've got to move the plot along. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. Actually, it. that. I think, to be fair, in thinking about it, I think you are right there. I do agree with you on that, which is he probably should have been like, come on, like, we're still going to loot. We're still all going to die, you know, yeah. uh, if, if if we do this. You know, we think we're going to, we think we're pretty sure this ship is just going to destroy us immediately. Should we really, really not give up this guy who wants to give himself up? You know? and at the very least, go, like, relieve me a duty because I don't want to be a part of this. Like, something like that. Just like there should have been something rather than just kind of going, ah, yeah. oh, fine. Some sort of dissent, you know. Yeah. To, 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 yeah, I agree. I agree. You could have gone into that into that that brig with the uh, the 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 factor ten frequency force field, and it would have made more sense. But anyway, so uh, Picard is now in charge of the ship. They choose to go against Vadik and keep Crusher and run from them, and Vadik pursues them. And we end with Picard saying "engage," which is, I'm guessing, both of our nostalgia moments of the week. Picard saying "engage," yes. um, agreed, and. So this is we're, we're the end of episode two. I think we got there. A lot of things happen this episode, Sam. Uh, but I, what I obviously just like last week, what I want to know from you is, you have five bars of gold press at them. <laughs> How just many bars five. are you giving this episode? I, I'm still. It's still not hit for me. Uh, I, I think I'm going to say probably three and a half again yeah it's a little bit too jack crusher heavy and jack crusher isn't really a strong enough character for me um i again i said it before they danced around the fact that he was jack crusher in an annoying way and which sort of robbed it of its significance yeah. when it actually eventually was it because it wasn't it was then like well yeah you know we've Riker's what? been hinting Riker's been hinting this for you the whole episode so of course it is he's been he's um, been sneaking around hint, whispering to Picard yeah, yeah you know you could uh, more generally I guess I'm a little bit concerned that I don't know this is the last season yeah. and I suppose what I've always been hoping with this is with with Picard and over the last you know this, this whole series not just this season is that it would do it would explore something a little bit more interesting. Like I, I guess I, I, in my mind, what I wanted this series to be was, you know, Picard was this man of action, this, you know, incredible figure in Starfleet history. And now he's old and he's a people robot. are changing. He's a robot, synthetic <laughs> body. Uh, and, now, and now, which was referenced, by the way, wasn't it? Yeah, it? Uh, yeah. Vadik, Vadik, Vadik knows all about them. Yeah, yeah. Vadik, Vadik knows all about it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want—I don't, I don't know what the significance of that might be, but anyway, like the point is, people are things are changing, people are changing. He's got this legacy which he's now living in the shadow of. I wanted to explore that, and I guess now it feels like it's going more towards. Yes, he has a son, and and it said in the first episode he wasn't interested in legacy, but this all feels very much like a legacy, you know, like yeah. talk, you know, uh, having a son and redeeming the son, or you know, finding it. Yeah, finding think, a purpose through a child or something. I don't know. Abs- absolutely, I think so. I'm going to give it. Um, okay, so I was going to give it four point five on my first viewing. I'm going to give it four again because I think there was a lot of good in this episode with Worf. I thought the fact that Shaw's still in it. I know Jack Crusher. I agree. Jack Crusher is a bit kind of an, a, another scrappy do character, just like Wesley was. <laughs> um, but I'll give it four. But I think like I'm with you. I think the problem has always been with this show. 
um, this is about what the actors want. This is not about what's the good storyline. Picard came back in. He wanted he wanted to, uh, f- sorry, Patrick Stewart came back in and wanted to further Picard. He wanted to do something different. The first season was he's going to be a renegade and be all different. Um, the second season was about his like past and about his mother uh, completely randomly and pointlessly. And now this third season is basically the cash in with all of the other cast and all of the cast, every single member of the cast has come in. There's been so much chat about this. I've I watched like a cast interview. They all want their own little happy ending for their own character. So uh, LaForge wanted to be a family man and um, they had a big chat about what Worf would be. And he, they've made him like this kind of ninja character, like from Kill Bill. Um, and yeah, I think like Picard is just this kind of, he's always felt like a bit too much of a, of a an action hero throughout the show. And yeah, mm. I, I don't think they've actually properly, if it was Ronald Moore writing it, writing it, the original writer of, of TNG um, and DS9, I think you'd see Picard in a lot more, maybe like less favorable light and it would be a lot more interesting, but it just seems like it's so kind of Picard is the hero and, you know, things are going to work out all right in the end. And he has this love interest and, I don't know. It's just I, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm very much with you on that. Like the thing is, the thing that's a little bit disbelievable, and the thing when I think about it is, I don't think right. I don't think Picard would have made a very good old man. You know, like in yeah. in, in the story, in the story, like he's a very you know sort of austere, serious person that likes yeah. action and order. Yeah, and then you know you get old, you become a bit bit sort of i don't know not not irrelevant but less relevant than you were yeah and and i don't know i i'm i i think it would have been interesting i wanted to to see how do you cope with the fact that you have a legacy that is bigger than you will ever be yeah and and it it, it, i'm a little bit sad that it doesn't look like they're going to explore that at all you know no it's just or or how relationships change or anything like that as, as you get older I mean, he says it right at the beginning, right? He says, I don't want to, I mean, we obviously, he, he goes back on it immediately with the memoirs, but he says, <laughs> I don't want to think about legacy. I just want a new adventure. And I feel like that's exactly what Patrick Stewart said to the writers is I want a new adventure. I don't want it to be about DNG. And th- I think that's a great shame, like you say. Um, yeah. So I think wrapping up this, this second episode, as always, I want uh, one hope from you and one concern from you for next week. All right, well, my, my hope is that um, if... Uh... My hope is that Vadic, if, if Vadic, Vadic, sorry, I keep saying it, Vadic. Uh, <laughs> you Vadic think of the Man a, uh, when you when you say that. Yeah, I, I think I am thinking of <laughs> the Man United centre back from the noughties. <laughs> exactly, he's always on my mind, Emmanuel Vadic. Yeah, he's always somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, I, I guess, I think what I'm thinking is that, uh, assuming we find out Vadic's intention over the next episode or one to two episodes, I would like it to be not a i just want it to be not a stupid plot device you know essentially they i want it to be not that they were just like well we need a reason for jack crusher to be in danger so let's come up with some stupid reason as to why that would be and Mm. you know won't actually matter it would be interesting if i really hope that there is a solid reason uh for why for why that happens is that a concern or a hope it's a good question it's kind of maybe it's it's kind of both (laughs) i think i think i've probably got my concern and hope all wrapped up in that i I would also like them to get to because how many episodes are there 10 maybe i think yeah 10 yeah it's usually 10 i I don't know i hope they get to they give a little bit i hope they get i hope hope we have enough time to sort of unravel all of this that's sort of gone um but Yeah, yeah no definitely um I think that's I think that's good. I think it's good. I think I think it's good to go both ways in a way. 
I think like my hope is that um what would my hope be? My hope is that they again that obviously we're gonna get Crusher and Wharf this next episode actually having lines and doing things. Um I hope that Raffi doesn't ruin the wharf scenes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really I really hope it, that it could happen. <laughs> I really hope it's about wharf. Um and I think my concern is that they and they, Jack Crusher has has referenced this that Beverly Crusher is this badass renegade now, which is just so not what would happen. And so I'm really concerned that they're going to make her this kind of oh Beverly's changed so much in the last twenty years. I just I would hate that. I want to. So I really would. I don't think that would go well at all. So yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm concerned about. That they they are with Jack Crusher and with him coming in this episode, they're moving towards the uh, quote unquote badass trek and. No one wants yeah. that. No one wants it. It's not what Star Trek no. is. One hundred percent. I feel like, and now you say it, it feels very obvious that Crusher. When we see her in episode three, she is going to be jaded. Yeah. Uh, lived a life that was gritty. You know, yeah. and Picard doesn't understand where she's come from now, and you know she's a different person to who she was on the Enterprise, and she's going to ram that down our throats in every scene. I feel. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get some some arguments. Um, <laughs> Riker's going to raise his eyebrows at some point and, you know, whisper something to Picard's ear about, about her. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not going to go well. But yeah, um, I, one, one, one final thing, Sam, I don't think you've given me a conspiracy. For, was there any, anything you had conspiratorial thoughts about this, this episode at all? Conspiracy theory. Well, I gave you, I gave you the idea and quickly rejected it that um, uh, Sneed was Nog. Uh, but I don't know that I've got any... <laughs> I don't know that I've got any real <laughs> conspiracy theories so far about, for example, who Vadic, who Vadic is. Go on, g- give me, um, give me a best. Who do you think Vadic is? What, what would you say? G- what would you, uh, if you had, to, if you had to make Vadic a, a thing, what would you go for? What would be a backstory? If I had to make Vadic, if I had to, if I had to give Vadic a backstory that's somehow related to the wider, the the wider TNG, <laughs> yeah, yeah, universe. Um, okay, okay, here you go. It's. Um, it's it no it's 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 Kai Win, uh, back from the dead, uh, somehow, um, and she is trying to. What's she doing? No, I don't know why it would be Kai Win. I haven't got a good reason. She could why she could Kai be Win possessed yet. by a parathe. Okay, all right. I like yeah. this. I like this going. Although yeah. to be honest, I think if this did happen, I would give I would give the episode the episode where that's revealed an extremely <laughs> low score. That'd be a low so, light. <laughs> so yeah, that would that would be a hard low light for me uh, if that happened. Fair What's yours? Well, Do you uh, have a conspiracy? Oh, you my have conspiracy one. theory is that they're gonna they're this, gonna trickle into deep space nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fair enough. Great. Well, that was that was episode two. I think we're feeling we're feeling more hopeful than we expected, or maybe I, I am than I was expecting mm. at this point. Um, but you're right. I'm, I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling like it's on a knife edge. It could go either way. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of people have praised this episode, but like just just wait to see what happens. We don't know. Um, a lot of things yeah. have to happen before we can say it's a good series. But there. So yeah. So that's uh, that's episode two. We'll be back next week for more talking about Trek. Um, say goodbye, Sam. Uh, goodbye and thank you. <laughs> thank you. Cheers. See you next week. <laughs>